This is the Growing Up Rock Podcast with your hosts, Stephen Michael and Sonny Hollywood Pooney. Now, crank it up. All right, it's another exciting episode of Whose Game Do You Want to Play? And by whose game do you want to play, I mean I want to play the game where I freaking win. You know what I'm saying, Hollywood? Are you writing questions that I can freaking answer this time? Uh, you won the last one. You, you came, it was episode 75. Steve Wright was basically mopping the floor with you. And then somehow, miraculously, you came back and won the tiebreaker. I think we all know how I win the tiebreaker. I use resources. By golly, I'm great at cheating, and that's the way it works. Oh, wait, did I just say that on air? My bad. No cheating today. <laughs> I don't cheat at games. You're the one that gets cheating on games and gets called out in the press. Actually, you should cheat today because you ain't got no shot to win if you don't. <laughs> Probably <laughs> not. I'm up against a virtual music geek, right? That's right, because we just did a practice one with him. And I remember I did the same practice question with Steve Wright. He got one point. You got zero points. You never got it. And, <laughs> and our guest got six points. So I think he's going to end up smoking you. Yeah, that's true. But maybe he's tired from working all day, so... Uh, we can only hope that he's uh, slow to the punch, but please welcome our guest, Mr. Rock and Pod himself, Mr. Decibel Geek, Chris Sinzak. What's going on, Chris? Hey, fellas. Thanks for having me on. Nice to talk to Hollywood and the mouth of the South, Stephen. That's me. That's what they tell me. <laughs> Supposedly a sultry, too. I don't hear it, but whatever. Sultry? It's that Southern draw, boys. <laughs> Who said sultry? Is that Stephen's wife? No. Uh, no, she was the last one to say it. There was no way she was going to say it. She, she never lived that down. It was some person that gave us a review. It's Listen, if you like nasally, I'm your guy. That's the way it goes. <laughs> and according to our friends over at Cobras and uh, Fire, it's a really slow draw. Yeah, I think they play your episodes at 1.25 speed. Yeah, as they should. <laughs> I speed up my tracks now, so we're good. Oh, okay. yeah, I've heard of other people. So I've heard of other people that speed up their tracks, but anyway. <laughs> oh, oh, from did, left field. Did I, did that was good. <laughs> it's been a bad day. I'm a little unfiltered. <laughs> Sorry. <Ooh. laughs> Fantastic. We're getting unfiltered, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> it's not quite as amusing as late night Joe, but it's pretty damn good. But that's an unbelievable name for a podcast. Unfiltered Chris and Late Night Joe. <laughs> I've got a side podcast ready to go. I've got the title already. <laughs> Sounds like you guys should start one up. <laughs> Two curmudgeons. <laughs> All right. So, Chris, we've got a big event coming up. And I guess uh, Grown Up Rock Podcast announced it on the radio last week and we'll go ahead and announce it on our own show this week but the grown up rock podcast will be attending this year's rock and pod in nashville august 9th and 10th is it yeah we're doing the pre-party on friday august 9th and then the expo itself is on saturday august 10th all at the same place this year it's going to be at the nashville airport marriott 
And I was so happy to hear that the growing up rock ego wall is going to make another appearance. It wouldn't be the same. Without <laughs> That's right. Cool that it's all in one place, though. That that helps because, uh, well, first of all, you know, obviously we were in Rock and Pod one, and then two was even bigger and better. But having everything all at one place where nobody has to go anywhere, you know, you can go to your room if you need to, go get a drink if you need to, go get food if you need to. That's kind of nice. Yeah, and this this place has like a really good restaurant. It's got a good bar. It's uh, the rooms are really fantastic. So, and we do have a discounted rate. But uh, of course, by the middle to end, actually by the end of July, I think that rate will not be available anymore. So if you want to come and stay on site, go to rockandpod.com and click on the venue tab. And that'll give you a link that will allow you to book a discounted room. And I got to tour the rooms when I did the walkthrough. And it's a very nice hotel. And uh, yeah, I think it's advantageous just to get a room there because like, you know, so many of us, including the guests and the podcasters are all going to be staying there. So it's it's going to be really cool. Even when the expo is not going on, there's going to be people hanging out all over that building. Yeah, I think that was a major sell point for us this year. I think it's really awesome. We've gone to some other events. You know, the Indie Kiss Expo comes to mind where everything takes place in the same hotel. So you can have your event, you can hang out, you can shoot the shit, you can have dinner, you can have drinks. You never have to get in the car once you get there. And I can tell you for free, we're about a month out from this event right now. And I think I'm pretty sure the rooms are somewhere in the neighborhood of about $139 a night. I think that's the deal. And if that's the case, you can't find a hotel room in Nashville unless you're, you know, staying in a scary place for $139 a night. So that's a fantastic deal. You come, you get a couple of nights and you drink, you party, you hang out. How can you beat that? No, it's good. And like, you know, I even just as a curiosity, I priced out what like downtown Nashville hotel rooms cost and it's like three, four hundred dollars a night for some of those some of those places. And I was like, that's just insanity. And uh, you know, I live here, and even I'm going to get a room because I just I just want to hang out all weekend and hang out with my buds, just like you guys. Right. Yeah. Now, so Friday night we've got the rock and roll residency playing, and anybody that's from outside of Nashville might not know about these guys, but these guys are Gene Simmons and Ace Frehley's band, essentially. Plus, these guys are amazing guys in themselves, but they also play all these great, like, classic and killer rock tunes, and they have, you know, numerous friends that they have come up and uh, and play with them. All that's right, Chris? Yep, that's true, and it's going to be a really unique residency show at the pre-party because some of the guests that we have at the expo are going to hop up on stage and do songs with them, including Michael Sweet who's going to do a couple of songs, Brian Forsyth from Kicks, and um, working on some others. Jack Gibson from Exodus is one of our guests, and I'm sure he's going to get up and play. And also the recently announced uh, David Ellison should be getting up on stage and doing a tune or two with those guys. So it's it's going to be like res- the residency always has a lot of the special guests that live here in Nashville, but we have a, a number of out-of-town guys that are going to be getting up and doing songs with them. So it's really going to be a unique concert. And there's a couple of opening acts, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yeah, uh, a great band from Tennessee called Eight Ball is gonna. They're gonna go on before the residency, and then opening the show is a band called Lipstick Generation, and they're an interesting thing because they're a band. They kind of got a like a kind of a glam rock basis, and but 
that's in the band also hosts a music podcast called the lipstick panel that Aaron and I have been on a number of times. And it's just, it's, if you haven't checked out the lipstick panel podcast, I highly encourage you to do it because they know their stuff, but on top of that, they're incredibly funny guys. So we've had some really hilarious ball busting kiss related episodes that we've done with those guys. And that's our friend, uh, Greg Troyan, correct? Yeah. Greg's a great guy. And I'm, I'm excited to have those guys play the show and then, They'll be hanging around the next day, too. And also the residency slash Gene Simmons slash Ace Really Band. They're going to have their own booth at the Expo, too. And we'll be doing a panel discussion with them basically on their experience of going from fan to band playing with those guys that they grew up listening to. That's great. What other panels do you have uh, lined up for us on Saturday? In regards to David Ellison from Megadeth, who's coming, um, him and his business partner, Tom Hazart, they own EMP Label Group. They're heavily involved in the music business side of things. And they also have a expo they do in Florida every December called PBX. It's Playback Independent Expo. So we're going to kind of tie together and they're going to do some PBX presented music business panels during the day. So that will be of value to like, you know, independent musicians that are trying to learn kind of the ins and outs of how you can take your career farther, build your audience and also, you know, basically get a handle on getting somewhere in a very crowded music marketplace these days. That's going to happen. Um, of course, the one I'm most excited for is the one Aaron and I are going to do for Decibel Geek. We're going to have Michael Sweet on stage and we're going to break down the making of Soldiers Under Command for our Albums Unleashed series. That's going to be I'm so excited to do that. So I, I can't wait to have him. Uh, also going to have a producers panel, still working on some producers as of this recording time. But Toby Wright will assuredly be part of that. And I've got a couple others that I'm working on now. And then a few others. Uh, I, I want to save some surprises as we get closer, but that, that's going to be the main stuff we have on stage that day. Right on. Very cool. Anything else? Any other special things uh, going on Saturday? Various podcasts? What podcasts are all coming? In regards to the podcast, we have a secondary ballroom that is going to have a stage and seating, and we're going to have live podcast sessions being done in front of an audience and recorded professionally all throughout the day. So one you know, struggle we had the first two years was everything was in one room and we only could get so many podcasters up on stage to do something. It was hard to get it recorded too, because there's a lot of noise in the main room. And I'm sure that there will be in the main ballroom, but the secondary ballroom will have good sound quality. And then we're going to get as many podcasts up on stage to do stuff, either record their show live or even maybe have one of the guests do an interview in that room. So um, that's going to be really cool. Uh, the podcast that I've got on tap so far is Decibel Geek, of course. It wouldn't make sense if I if I didn't show up for my own expo. Also, Rock and or Roll and Tramps Like Us, the Bruce Springsteen podcast. Uh, Rock and Metal Combat is coming back this year. Digital Killed the Radio Star is going to come back this year. Kiss FAQ, good old Julian Gill's coming back. Uh, I love that song with Brad Page. That's one show that um, I believe he came the first year and then got it. And he listened, he's a big podcast listener and got inspired to start his own show. And his show is really good. If you haven't checked that out, check it out. Also, uh, the Ken Mills Network of Podcasts is coming. So uh, Podkiss, The Kiss Room with Matt Porter, Pop, Cheap Talk, and Zilch, the Monkeys podcast will all be there. Also, Talk To Me is coming back this year. Potter Than Hell recently told me they're coming back this year. Growing Up Rock. I haven't heard of those guys, but I heard they're coming this year. Let's see. Podcast Rock City is going to return this year. 
our good friend Bill Elam, he's like a podcast super fan. He's he came last year and was great. He's starting a show with his daughter called Fangirl with a Paycheck. So I'm excited to have them on board. Also, a show called Bombcast, which is this is a tie-in because this group will also be a vendor at the expo. It's a company called Bombers and Sleeves. They're like a rock and roll clothing line, but they have their own podcast too, and they're local to Nashville. So they're going to have a table there too. Ages of Rock is coming back. Bushy and the Mountain Man. You may that may not ring a bell to you, but uh, Bushy is Nate Atchison, who was part of Rock and Pod One. Just came as a fan. Another person who got inspired to just start his own show. So I'm happy to have those guys coming. I love it. Loudcast, our good buddy Peter Cicerone is coming. A uh, internet radio station uh, called WFMC Jams. They're local to Nashville and they cover festivals and stuff. They they've got a table. And then recently we added Eric Wisniewski uh, and the Electric Crush. Him and his wife have this show out of I think it's Pennsylvania, and they're good friends with Matt Porter. So they're going to bring their show. And I've got. Some others that, you know, they're on the fence, but they, they're probably going to be registering soon. So we already have a good lineup already. That's awesome. Yeah. So many great people, so many great podcasts. That's, I'm really excited about all those folks uh, coming. Chris, so there's a couple of podcasters that we know that are still kind of on the fence a little bit. So if you're, you know, let's say you're 10, 15, 25 episodes in, like why should a new podcaster come? If you had an opportunity to talk to that person, what would you tell them? Oh, and yeah, and I'm about to get into that. Well, another reason, another show, which I have to add to the list, because we did a hashtag contest through social media recently, where basically, you know, the show that got the most people hashtagging Rock and Pod and their show name, we did a contest. And the, the show that wound up winning is called Totally Driven Radio. And I think they're from the New York area, if I'm not mistaken. And um, they so they won the contest. So they're getting a table covered by us as part of the promotion. And I am planning on launching one more of those for July. So um, if you're hearing this in July, you may still have time to do it and get involved in the contest. So that would get you a table at the expo and part of the package. But if you're a new podcaster, this is another thing. Part of being a registered podcast is we have another room that we're going to have an education track going on, which will have speakers and workshops for all facets of podcasting, like if you're brand new, if you're 20 episodes in, or even if if you're thinking of starting a podcast and you want to learn the ropes of how to set one up, I'm even going to have a guy come out, basically do a soup to nuts talk on how you go from, I want to do a podcast to getting completely set up and started. There's going to be advanced speakers where if you've got a show like mine, you've done 300 plus episodes and you want to build like your Instagram profile, there'll be a speaker telling you how to do that. There's also going to be a speaker that is going to come and do a talk on mobile recording. So like, you know, a lot of us will go out to shows and get interviews on site with bands, either in their bus or backstage. And I've heard so many great interviews where the content is great, but the audio is just awful because there's so much, you know, secondary noise going on. This guy will show you the right gear you can purchase and tips on how to make your audio sound better when you're out recording mobily. So it's really a cool factor, and I've wanted to have this for the first two years, and I'm so happy we can do it this year because I have gone to a couple of podcast conventions, and that's one aspect I've wanted to bring into Rock and Pod because we've had several shows, as I mentioned, that would come to one of the expos and then get inspired to start their own show. So this is kind of a way of giving back value to people that want to get into that. So because all the connections, that, I mean, really, Rock and Pod, as much as it is cool to have great guests and everything like that. It's really about the community and, and people connecting and meeting each other in person 
and building friendships and networking opportunities. So, and also if you're a registered podcaster, we're going to have a podcaster mixer before the pre-party concert. We'll only be for registered podcasts to meet, network, unwind, get a couple of drinks, get ready for the weekend. Because as you guys know, Expo Saturday is a crazy day and it goes by in a blur because there's so much going on. So the mixer is going to be a fun thing where you could actually sit down and focus, have a drink and talk to some of these people before it gets insane on Saturday because it's going to be. Yeah, I'm going to approach it differently this year than I did last year. Last year, it was nonstop for me. I'm not doing that this year. You're not going to do 25 interviews this year? (laughs) No, I'm not doing 25 interviews this year. It was too much last year and it was nonstop. And on top of it, I hosted the uh, one of the panels last year. So I was start to finish. I want to enjoy it and take it in a little bit more this year. And for me this year, it is actually a birthday weekend bash. So I'll actually show up though. That's, that's oh. the big difference. <laughs> oh, so we're, we're Damn. a birthday we're bash. I like that. <laughs> it is my birthday bash weekend, my actual birthday bash weekend. And I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to show up and I'm going to enjoy it. (laughs) And you don't have to pay $300 to get in. And you don't have to pay $300 for my autograph. I'll give it to you for free. (laughs) Just not on a bar tab. (laughs) But yeah, but I mean, like, you know, and if you're just a, if you're not even, if you don't, if you're not a podcaster, but you're just a rock and roll fan, you know, we've got you covered there because we've got all these guests, as I mentioned, uh, Michael Sweet, David Ellison, also Jason Beeler from Saigon Kick. Brian Forsyth from Kicks, uh, Erie Vaughn from Danzig, Rick from Every Mother's Nightmare, just a bunch of people coming. And then also recently announced Kenny Olson from Kid Rock's band is going to come back. So you can meet a lot of these people that you grew up listening to, get some autographs from them. And then also one of the big draws of Rock and Pot is the vinyl selection. Like we have vinyl and memorabilia vendors that will have some of the coolest stuff that you can buy for your collection. You can buy an album, go get it signed. You know, it, it's kind of a one-stop shop for you as a rock fan. So, and of course there's a bar, so you can actually drink while you shop for records. So where else are you going to find that? There's a little something for everyone. Let's go through real quick. So if I'm a podcaster and I buy a platinum package, what does that cost me and what do I get with it? Okay. So the platinum one is really the best deal because if you buy it, especially if you have more than one host on a show, it covers you and all your co-hosts. So the cost of that is 200 but you get early access to the expo. You get access to all the speaking and workshops and the education track. You get added to the private Facebook group for registered podcasts. You get access to all of the speaking and workshop recordings. So they'll all be sent to you or the ones you want will be sent to you. You get access to the podcaster mixer on Friday. You get your own exhibitor table with Wi-Fi access, which is one of the best parts of it is you get a home basis. So if, if you actually plan on recording, it's the best method of doing this because you can get your own place and um, also get access to do interviews with the guests. So, I mean, it's, it's really, I know, yeah, it's the highest price, but it's also the best value for what you're getting. Now, real quick, the mixer, does that include an open bar and will I be able to drink ridiculously a bunch? Probably no and definitely no. <laughs> <laughs> probably no well that sounded really concrete chris <laughs> well i have to check with the hotel to see what the bar situation is okay. i know they've they've agreed to provide a bar i don't know if it'll be an open bar or not uh, chris you haven't seen steven with a half bottle of wine so he goes from 
Hey, how are you doing? How are you? Blah, blah, blah. Half bottle of wine later. How you doing? I'm Steven. What's your name? Chris is seeing me. I'm Steven. What's your name? I'm from the Growing Up Rock podcast. Have you heard of us? Like, it's like, Jen and I are watching this transformation. Like, what the fuck happened? It was a half bottle of wine. (laughs) Well, if all you need is a half bottle of wine, I can probably help you out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's about a half bottle. That about does it. (laughs) (laughs) not a big drinker okay now next i'm a promising podcaster but i don't have a podcast yet and i just want to learn so i don't need a table okay well the second level is 100 and that's the gold registration for podcasters i get you early access access to the speaking to the education track with speaking in a workshop um, access to the private facebook group and you will get into the mixer also if you're not interested in going to the mixer and you're, you know, you're just a brand new podcast, you want the cheapest ticket, that's 50. Um, you will get early access to the expo. You'll get access to the education track with the speaking sessions and workshops, and you'll get added to the podcaster group on Facebook, which that'll be cool because there'll be a lot of, you can ask for advice through there from people like you guys that know what you're doing. So that that's also a good value. And then last but not least, I just want to meet some rock stars, shop for some vinyl, have a couple of drinks, and watch some of the uh, interviews. So for general tickets, we have a, a general admission ticket for 20 bucks. That just gets you in the door, gets you access to see all the panel discussions on stage, the live podcast sessions happening in the other room, and uh, you know access to all the, the vendors and everything like that. That's a, I mean, that's a good deal just to come in and hang out. And then we, if you want to do extra stuff, we do have three levels of VIP passes. There's the Rock Fan VIP, which has early admission. Uh, you get a limited print, like a, be a poster. Priority line positions for autographs and photos. Uh, priority seating for the panels and a swag bag. And the VIP, Rockstar VIP pass, that's the next level. That includes everything I just mentioned. And you also get collectible laminate and you'll get a t-shirt for Rock and Pod. And then the highest level is the Rock God VIP pass, which has everything I just mentioned. You also get one photograph and uh, one autograph ticket for free to co- to get an autograph and a photo. And you'll also get free admission to the Rock and Pod pre-party concert the night before. Awesome. I think that covers it all, doesn't it? Wow. That sure is a lot, isn't it? It is a <laughs> lot, man. That's a ton of an undertaking. You've done a fantastic job this year. It's grown every year consistently. And, uh, you know, I'm just super excited to be returning this year. Oh, me too. I'm glad that you guys are going to come. I love hanging out with you guys whenever I get the chance. The platinum package and the mixer. And then does the concert happen right after that? Yeah, the mixer is going to be basically between like 5 and 6.30. And then the the show will start at 7 o'clock. And is that included in the platinum thing or that's a separate thing? If you're a platinum holder, then you you get into the show. Okay. All right. Yeah. Awesome. So we're set. We're ready to rock and roll, drink, mix, record, talk to people, put up an ego <laughs> wall. Drink a half bottle of wine. Drink a half bottle of wine. We can remember. We're looking forward to it. All right. So we got to get into it's time this show. For the but before we get into the show, music we need to spotlight. do this. So that's enough, Gab. It's time for the Crank It Up New Music Spotlight. And tonight's Crank It Up New Music Spotlight, I think we're going to tie into the upcoming Rockin' Pod that happens August 9th and 10th in Nashville at the Airport Marriott. Chris, why don't you tell us about this Crank It Up New Music Spotlight? 
Well, this is a, a younger band that's from Australia that actually relocated to Nashville. This tells you how much Nashville's becoming a rock and roll town. A band from Australia decides we want to go to America to get, you know, make it in rock and rolls. Do we move to New York, L.A.? No, we moved to Nashville. So and these guys have actually done a great job at, at becoming part of the local scene here. And they play all over the world and they're incredibly talented. It's a band called Cotto. And this is a song called High Time. Ha <laughs> ha! 
right, so that's Cotto from Nashville by way of Australia. If you dug that song, check out Cotto on Spotify or YouTube or wherever you get your music. And make sure that you come to the Nashville Rock and Pod Expo in August because those guys are going to be part of the expo. You can come tell them how you dig their music and probably get them to sign a CD or whatever it is. I'm sure they'll have some stuff. Uh, so join us in Nashville for the Rock and Pod Expo. All right, it's showtime. guys ready for trivia always oh all right so for those folks who don't know what we're talking about we actually recorded a trivia episode on episode 75 it released on november 25th 2018 so check it out it'll be very similar to what we're doing today but today here's kind of the rules so i have 17 different sheets threw them in the randomizer popped out 10 of them five for steve and five for Chris, got a couple of tiebreakers if we need them. So we're going to do a total of 10 rounds. I will announce whether it is a band or an individual. I have 10 clues for each sheet. So the first of 10 clues will be read. The contestants can either guess after hearing the first clue or say next for another clue. For every clue, you get one less point for the answer. So if you answer it on the first clue, it's 10 points. If you say next and you answer it on the next clue, it's nine points, so on. If you fancy a guess, then instead of saying next, you just guess. If your guess is correct, you get the points. If your guess is incorrect, your opponent gets a chance to guess. If the opponent gets it, they get the points. If they don't get it, it comes back to you and we keep going. The round is complete when either the name is guessed correctly or all the clues have been read. And I call you both stupid, and we move on. <laughs> Person with the most amount of points at the end of the game wins, and if we need a tiebreaker, we have it. And this time, I'll make sure that even if somebody gets it before I read all the clues, I'll read all the clues that were left over. So if you're playing at home, you can still play along and see how many points you would have got. All right, does that make sense? Completely not. <laughs> you're easy to confuse. <laughs> I'm always all confused. Right. So we're going to have Chris go first, right? Chris is the guest. He gets to go first. All right. Here we go. This is a person, by the way. For 10 points, my mom was a secretary and my dad was a factory foreman. How I ended up being a musician, who knows? I have to say next. I played basketball in high school. We were pretty good. We won the state title in my sophomore year. I could be anybody. Next. That's the whole point. For eight points, I've recorded with Bo Diddley. Pink and LL Cool J. I'm sure it helps me stay relevant. Hmm. It's an individual. Next. At age 19, I was part owner of the club in my hometown and had my own independent record label called Dream Disc Records. Damn. Next. I auditioned for Ace's job with Kiss in 82-83, but Paul and Gene are so stupid they like Vinny better. Whatever. My career turned out okay. Okay, so it's a guitar player. We know that. Played with Bo Diddley and Pink. And LL Cool J. And LL Cool J. Jeez. Yeah, I don't. I have no clue. Uh, I'll throw a guess out there. Is it Doug Aldrich? 
That is incorrect. Stephen, you want to take a guess? Oh, God. Doug Aldridge was a great guess. Let me see. Five million guitarists on this planet, and you can't come up with a second guess? I'm trying. Give me a minute. I don't, I don't perform well under pressure. <laughs> wow. I'm sure Jen's happy about that. <laughs> oh. Oh, my God. That was so low. Boom, baby. That was good. That's just wrong. <laughs> That is so wrong. <laughs> I don't even know how you can say that. I don't know. Uh, I have no guess. I'm sorry. All right. So we'll go back to Chris for five points. And there's a lot of these type of clues where there's kind of messages hidden in the clues. Okay. I've got a message for you. I've learned a lot of lessons. Learned a lot of lessons. Oh, geez. Next. My voice is on some of the biggest hits of the 1980s. Does anyone have a clue that I have three solo albums? Is it Richie Sambora? It is Richie Sambora for four points, baby. Holy <laughs> shit. Yes. Really? Yes, sir. He uh, played the, with Bo Diddley and Pink and LL Cool J? Yeah, just guest spots. Oh, wow. He auditioned uh, for Kiss? Oh, yeah. There was uh, three clues that were left. The three clues that would have been uh, said were X marks my spot nowadays. Get it? Yeah. Uh, for 13 years, I was married to a beautiful actress. Afterwards, I traded up. He's already broken up with Orianthi, but, you know. And then the last clue was drinking too much plus prescription painkillers equals losing my job. Thank you. Got it. <laughs> that would have done it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Stephen, you're losing 4 nothing. You ready? Bring it on. Okay, for 10 points. In 2006, I won the Stevie Ray Vaughan Award from an institution called Music Cares. Ever heard of it? Yeah, I have heard of it. What year did, did this person win it? 2006. And don't be cheating. I don't cheat. Why would I ever <laughs> cheat? Uh, huh? Because I need because to. Because you need to, yeah. Uh, that's probably true. <laughs> N- next. My mom was a light opera singer. Was a light opera singer? Yes. What does that mean? I don't even understand what that means. Well, you're easy to confuse. It means exactly what it says. My mom was a light opera singer. Okay, next. (laughs) I'm in a metal band. One of my favorite hobbies is beekeeping. (laughs) James Hetfield. James Hetfield is correct. That was hella good. God dang, I read something about him liking bees or whatever, and that's what tipped it off.
so the rest of the clues would have been, although I'm known for playing the guitar at age nine, I actually started on piano. The next clue was, I yes, I know my band has some long songs. Just hit skip on your phone. I know of at least one time or at least one that you've heard about where I was literally on fire on stage. <laughs> I uh, the next clue was you would hear more from me, but my drummer never shuts up. Uh, <laughs> three, three was I hate music videos. My ha- my band hates music videos, but we had to play along if we were ever going to get on MTV. Number two would have been it's not my fault. Winger sucks. It's their fault. That's and true. number one would have been the Beatles had the white album. I guess my band is the exact opposite of the Beatles. Ah, all right. Next, how many all points right. did he get on that? He got eight points on that. Wow, I'm behind already. Damn beekeeping! Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I read that random fact somewhere along the way, and that's all this is, right? Random facts. All right, Chris, you are next for ten points. All these podcasts we hear about, especially the band theme ones. What the fuck? We've been around forever. How come there aren't fifteen podcasts about us? Hmm. I'll just take a wild guess and say Y-N-T. That is incorrect. Uh, Steven, you want to take a wild guess? Um, Judas Priest? Incorrect. All right, back to Chris for nine points. We have 18 studio albums, but 28 compilation albums. How crazy is that? Mm-hmm. Next. We had songs in many movies, including 1992's Under Siege with Steven Seagal and 2000's Little Nicky with Adam Sandler. Mm, two classics. Uh, um, I think I know the answer <laughs> to this, too. Don't let him mess you up, Chris. The Stephen him, Steve was doing that to him the entire time. Don't let him mess you up. I didn't even hear what he said. Uh, Read that last one again. We have had songs in many movies, including 1992's Under Siege and 2000's Little Nicky. I see. Yes, I know this one. Shit. Well, I better just guess, right? Um, oh, you don't have to guess because there's all your clues. You could just say next, take it all the way down to one point. All right. what he knows. Yeah, I'll say next. We were all over MTV, but only had six charting singles. Our highest charting single stalled at number four in 1991. Forgive me, but did did you mention how long they had been around in one of the earlier questions? No, I just said forever. Okay. Mm. Next. Our first song on our first album is called I'm Going Mad. I'm Going Mad? Oh, geez. This is not clicking for me today. Next. There are five members that played on the first album. Check out this interesting fact. Every letter in the alphabet is used in their names, except for J, P, Q, V, and X. Jeez, how'd you figure that one out? That took a while. Uh, so think about it. There's a Z, there's a U, there's a K, there's... <laughs> wow. Wow. Next. Damn. In 1999, we released an album that had the same name as a Slaughter song. It was just a coincidence. <laughs> God. Uh, now I'm starting to wonder whether I got it. <laughs> Next, I can't think of anything. We covered the song Drive by the Cars and released it on a live album. Jeez, none of these are ringing a bell for me. Next. Between 1972 and 1977 and 1999 and 2015, we probably sold 10,000 records total. 
But those middle 20 years were pretty damn good. What years was it again? 1972 to 77 and 99 to 15. Basically, they were crap. But from 78 to 98, they sold a ton of albums. Who the hell would that be? Had a lot of songs and movies. I'm trying to think of who this could possibly be. I'm trying to even think of a band that would be in those years. I got nothing. Next. Last clue. Our singer speaks to the crowd in between some of the songs, but no one has been able to understand him ever. We aren't even sure what language he is speaking. <laughs> wow. Um, You're going to kill yourself when you find out. I know. I probably am. Oh, is it Scorpions? It's the Scorpions, baby. God. <laughs> so I got one point? Yeah. And, you know, you've been to a Scorpion show. Blah, 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 Scorpions! Like, you have no idea what the hell he said. That's true. <laughs> and the right. uh, 1999 album was Eye to Eye, which is a slaughter song. Eye to Eye. Yeah. Yeah. I could get that. Boy, I sucked on that round. <laughs> the five uh, members on the first album, Klaus Main. Michael and Rudy Schenker, Lothar Heimberg, Wolfgang Diozny. Like they use pretty much every letter in the alphabet on those five names. Gesundheit. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> All right, Chris is losing five to eight, and it's Steve's turn. You ready, buddy? Let's go. All right, for 10 points, we released 18 studio albums. If someone could even name three of them, we'd be surprised. <laughs> There's a lot of bands you could say that about. Yeah, no shit. Next. <laughs> Our highest charting single stalled at number 67 in 86, but it was a cover. Originally, when the song was released, it went to number seven. Uh, next. We also had a Tommy Kiefer in our band, but he died in 1986. I know this one. You do? Yeah. He's messing with you. Don't let him mess with you. Uh, next. Our band was named after a common European flower. I don't know. I don't know. Flowers. Next. Our band has technically had eight different lead singers. One of them lasted 32 years. Jesus. <laughs> Next. In September 2018, we announced our retirement and farewell tour, but nobody cares because it's all about Kiss. <laughs> um, oh, my God. Uh, I totally know this one. Is it Crocus? It is Crocus for five points. Yeah. Tommy Kiefer was in the band Crocus? Yeah, not the not the real Tommy Kiefer. Yeah, I know, I know. But I'm fairly familiar with Crocus, which I always wondered what a Crocus was. That explains it. But The four clues we didn't read. Our first gold album was driven by a power ballad about screaming. All this talk about the current Swedish hard rock scene. Who do you think started it all? We did. Our singer has a great voice, but the fro's got to go. It didn't look good on a white guy. And uh, everyone knows the sweet cover we did.
Everyone's got a rock and roll story to tell, and we want to hear yours. So go to our website at growinguprock.com. That's one word, G-R-O-W-I-N-U-P-R-O-C-K.com. Or visit us on our Facebook page at Growing Up Rock and tell us all about it. All right, grown-ups of the week. These are the folks that shared us on Facebook and retweeted us on Twitter, and we really appreciate it. A bunch from this week, so here we go. Jared Frank, Steve Gonzalez, Bill Elam, Andy LaFon, Stanley Lives for You, Alan Deshawn, Jason Kearney, Christine Hallowell, Terrence Davis, Rock Doc Wayne, Podcast Rock City, Linda Kroll, Daryl Albert, David Hudson, KS1875-7083. That's a Twitter handle. I hope it's not your social security number. James Crowley, Jeff Reed, who has a Hops Metal show on YouTube. Uh, thanks for all the support, dude. You're doing great. Rick Friel, Digital Killed Radio Star, Hannah Cope, Lisa Stansney, Curtis Shaver. Uh, I've known that dude forever. Thanks for the support, dude. Miss you. Cobras and Fire podcast, which just did an awesome interview with Eddie Trunk. You got to check out. Ogata, Laura 5501265. I hope that's not her phone number. Metal Titans, Nicole Beard, Carlos Andreas, Loud Shin, Scotty Wakefield, Potter Than Hell podcast, LB Music Girl. Mark Winder 8, Bill Algie, Steve Wright, Bella Lowe's 1966, Brad Rustoven, The Power Chord Channel, Doug Metal, Chris Sinzak, thank you, Maria G, Decibel Geek Podcast. Now, if you haven't checked out episode 364, oh my God, you got to download it. Awesome interview with Jeff Scott Soto. Uh, Lady Lake PR, Jay Sablewski, Tom Gelati, Eladio, I Love It Loudcast. Zeus, Peter Cessary, Emma, Teresa, Marthe Calvo, Karplov, Todd Herod, Janet Eck, Victorian Aztec, Trace Mess 469, Dan Nation, Daniela Carr, Alan Tate, Shouted Out Loudcast, Stacy Brauka, Mark Arnold, David Zanet, Chris James A., Tony Masalam, Scott Leifer, Pods and Sods Network, Keith Eichton, Tito GF, Save Rock and Metal, The Maz, Ages Rock Podcast, Argoth R, Jane Just Jane, Kalen Provo, Chris Fretwell, David Cathy, Carrie Morgan, Restrained shared it. Thanks a lot, guys. Joel Hoekstra's fan page shared it. White Snake's fan page shared an episode. Joel Hoekstra shared it on Facebook and on Twitter. Thank you so much. And then a special shout out to Miss Temples. You know who you are. I know we give each other a hard time, but I truly appreciate the the notes that you send, and uh, the text that you send. So appreciate it. God, are you done? I'm done. Holy shit. Goodness gracious. Thank you, everybody. You guys are awesome out there. We really appreciate each and every one of you guys. Uh, like I said, you guys sharing it is awesome. It helps us build the podcast and build the following and in turn raise the flag for rock and roll. And that's what it's all about for us. We got a few reviews to read. We occasionally get feedback on the website, on Facebook, on Podchaser, various places. This one comes to us from Liberty For Us All. And this was regarding the back-to-back album awesomeness that we released. This guy says, this is a chemistry between you guys that is undeniable. I wish more people could hear what you guys are doing. People that are reading or hearing this, please invite all your friends to like the Growing Up Rock Facebook page so you can keep on the latest. Keep up the outstanding work, gentlemen. Thank you, Liberty, 
for us all. We appreciate that, and that's what it's about. All right, this one comes to us from Doug Middleton through Podchaser. Uh, This is uh, regarding Hollywood's Wild Hair Volume 2, which was an awesome episode that he did with his buddy Tony over there from Restained. Uh, Wonderful job. The friendship really comes through, and these guys should try their own podcast. Hey, what? No. (laughs) Dude, I've worked with that guy before. We'd kill each other. That's, well, (laughs) no, wait, correction. I'd kill him, and then he'd be dead. That will not work. (laughs) Love the game idea, even though Hollywood cheated. Hollywood, you cheat on that game, buddy? Eh, Maybe a little. All right. This one comes to us from Blackwell IR. I think it's IR or LR. Uh, Battle Beast is great. Not sure who edited this episode, but great job. That was all Mr. Hollywood Pooney on that episode. Aces High, 779. I love Restrained. Thanks for sharing their music. Glad they have new music coming out. I've been listening for about six months, and this is my favorite episode so far. Talking about Wild Hair Volume 2. Thanks for entertaining me each week. That's awesome. This guy leaves a lot of reviews. Aces High 779. We appreciate you, and Restrained is awesome. Going all the way back to, like, what, episode 10 or something for us. Uh, and of course, Hollywood's been friends with Tony for a while. So go out, pick up some restraint. That's good. I'm glad they got new music coming. This one comes to us from Vault R-U-S. Uh, I really like these types of episodes, talking about our solo episodes. Great job. I suggest doing doing these once a quarter. You should have Tony on as a regular. Seems like a funny guy. Oh, he's funny, all right. Looking. (laughs) Looking. All right, this one comes to us from Mercury Arc. Stephen and Sonny have a tried and true formula for a rock and roll music podcast, and they do it very well. Stephen has spent years in and around the music business, and Sonny listens, attends, and reads seamlessly as much about music as humanly possible. You'll get some humor stories from their experience. Yeah, obviously, I don't read very well. There you go. <laughs> and I don't read at all. So I... <laughs> we're, we're faking it, pal, uh, but we yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, I don't know it. how to read. This one comes to us from, it just says Joel. Joel sent us a really long email, and I'm not going to uh, read it all because it's super long, uh, about the Michael Schenker concert review bonus episode that we released. And he has a lot of great information, a lot of, uh, he obviously knows his shit, so... I appreciate the feedback, uh, Joel. Awesome. Thanks for listening. You've written in a few times, and you always have really great uh, insight and really great notes, and uh, I appreciate it. So that's it, man. Uh, wow. Lots of stuff. Like, uh, like we said, we appreciate the feedback. We appreciate you guys getting in touch with us and uh, talking to us through the Facebook page. We appreciate the fact that you guys like our podcast or like our post. We love it even better when you share because sharing with your network is what helps grow the rock and roll masses. And then last but not least, if you want to help us even further, leave us a review anywhere on iTunes or our Facebook page where they call it recommendations or at Podchaser. You guys can leave us a review. And then last but not least, if you feel like we're entertaining you, 
Go to our website, growinguprock.com, G-R-O-W-I-N-U-P-R-O-C-K.com. Scroll down a little bit and hit that donate button and donate whatever you feel like donating. It helps us pay for our hosting fees, which is all we really try to do with this. We're not buying houses here, people. Two bucks, three bucks, four bucks, five, whatever you feel. Uh, it helps. Everything goes back into the show and we can continue to do this and it's awesome. So thanks everybody. All right, let's get back to the game. All right, let's get back at it. All right, score is five to 13, Stephen. Okay, Chris, for 10 points, remember the movie Gross Point Blank? Well, I was born in Gross Point, Michigan. And I'm several years younger than my buddy, Stephen Michael. This is an individual? Oh, individual, sorry. Rose Point, Michigan. I might as well just make a guess. Is it Derek St. Holmes? That is incorrect. Stephen, you want to take a guess? Um, no. Okay, we'll <laughs> um, go back to Chris. Wait, wait, yeah, I do. I do. Is it Ted Nugent? That is incorrect. Okay. Back to Chris for nine points. My first real band was called Alligator Soup. <laughs> Oh, what a terrible band name. Hmm. Uh, next. For eight points, I played guitar on Ricky Martin's 2011 release called Musica plus Almo plus Sexo. Even if I knew this, I wouldn't admit it. So next. <laughs> I once played live with Salt and Peppa on TV. Hmm. Next. I have released 10 solo albums. There is no way you would could even name two of them. So that would kind of infer that he's known for being in a band. Maybe. I'm just trying to read between the lines. I think I know who it is now. Don't let him mess with you. I think I know. Wait, is it Kenny Olsen? That is incorrect. Steven, you want to take a guess? Yeah, it's, uh, it's. Um, do I have to give his real name or his fake name? No, no. Just okay. his stage it, name is it's, fine. It's John Five, isn't it? John Five is correct. I, I remember hearing a recent interview where he talked about Alligator Soup being a band he was in. I didn't know it was his first band, but I remember that coming up in the conversation. He just recently did that. Like, he was on somebody's show. Kicking my ass. <laughs> All right, so the five clues we did not read. Remember Aria Giovanni? No? She was a porn actress. I was married to her for four years. Okay. Lita Ford had me ghost play on her 1995 Black Album. What's that tell you? I wrote a song called Death and Destiny Inside the Dream Factory. It should have been a number one hit. Remember the terrible movie Speed 2 Cruise Control? Well, I played bass and guitar on that soundtrack. What can I say? Paid well. And the last clue was, I don't mind putting on makeup. Oh, I don't know that I would have gotten any of those, to be honest. I didn't get any of them. The only reason I got that at all was the alligator soup remark. I would have gotten it on the porn star name. Would you? Yeah. yeah. I had no clues. <laughs> Never heard of her. All right. All right. Steven's turn. This is a person. Okay. In the late 70s, I was considered a teen idol in places like Spain. Spain. Pretty old now. That was in the 70s. Next. I was in a band called The Studs. Oh, I know this one. Really? Yes. Next. In 2003-2004, I had a chance to have Warren Martini in my band. It didn't work out due to legal issues because of some of my former band members. What year was that again? 
So after rat. Next. My album called Maybe Tomorrow released in 2017 and went to number one. Somewhere in Europe, not in the U.S. (sighs) Next. I've been on a couple of Monsters of Rock cruises, but hasn't everyone? No one really pays attention to me because I'm not one of the headliners. Uh, He was on as a solo artist or as a band? Not telling you that. And the name of the record was Maybe Tomorrow. Yep. Uh, Okay, next. All right, so five points. I don't know why people keep asking me for the last time. The band I'm most known for had nothing to do with Black Tiger. <laughs> Mike Tramp. That is correct for five points. <laughs> Stephen's getting all the ones that I would know. <laughs> I never so heard of, of that clues, studs band. The rest of the clues would have been, I have so much talent. Please call me a freak of nature. I have no idea where my guitar player is. Ask Eddie Trunk. They're supposedly best of friends. I was in a movie once with Tom Hanks. It was somewhere around the mid-80s, I think. I interviewed with Chris Sinzak on episode 136. I can't believe it took you all these clues to figure it out. Must have left a lasting impression. Thanks a lot. <laughs> he actually interviewed with Aaron, not me. <laughs> Is that, that's the one you had to bail out on or something? Yeah, yeah, I had like a family issue come up and Aaron had to cover for me. Woo! I remember that. All right, so we are on seven out of ten rounds. Right now, Chris is losing 24 to 5. That's over. Wow. (laughs) Okay. Chris, it's your turn. Uh, This is a band for 10 points. Van Halen. (laughs) (laughs) For 10 points. And this might be true for Van Halen, but it isn't Van Halen. Our singer isn't exactly Celine Dion, but he wore more makeup than Celine did. Isn't Celine Dion, but he wore more makeup. That could be a lot of people. Hmm. Let me think. Next. Our third album charted higher in the U.S. than our first album, which we are absolutely known for. And our third album is considered a complete flop. Hmm. I can take a guess at this. Jeez. Singer wears a lot of makeup. Um, I'll say next. One of our first tours, we supported Motorhead. We sound nothing like Motorhead. Oh, now I know. <laughs> now I know. I the was I was games. wrong. The, I was wrong the first time, but I'm not this time. Uh, only know one guy in the band wears a lot of makeup. I only know one guy in the band. Other people know all five. I can't believe you <laughs> only know one guy in the band. I have no idea. Next. We have been together for the better part of 32 years and have a whopping four studio albums. What? Yep. Four studio albums? Yep. 32 years. So 32 years would be... So they came out in the 80s. Ah. You know the answer to this, Chris. Is it Poison? No. That is incorrect. Steven, you want to take a guess? Twisted Sister. D. D. Snyder, Twisted Sister. That is incorrect, and it's a band. Really? That is incorrect either way. Wow. All right, so we're going to the clue for six points for Chris. We had to fire our drummer for getting arrested because he signed for a package of heroin. Oh, my God. Which was being delivered for our bass player. (laughs) We kept our bases for three years because he had heroin. Uh, You get me with the drug stories. That's faster pussycat. That is faster pussycat, baby. 
So the five clues I did not get to read, our band was named after a Russ Meyer film. Baby, don't worry about where I got your phone number. Do you want to hook up or not? I guess you can label us hair metal, but we were never that vain. Yeah. Motley Crue ain't got nothing on us. We know how to party. And the last clue was this woman next to me just won't stop talking. Very good. All right. So round eight. This is for Steven. All right, Steven, for 10 points, this is going to be a band. We have been around since the 1980s, and we still have three out of our four original members. Next. Our drummer and guitar player wearing a band called White Heat. Next. We have eight studio albums. Our first album went double platinum, got to number 21 on the Billboard 200, and it's been downhill ever since. Next. Great White released an album called Full Circle in 2017. They must have forgot that we already used that name on an album in 2011. I know that's one I think. Really? Yeah. Do I know this band? You I'm know all saying. the bands today. You're beating me too bad to give you any clues. <laughs> all right. Uh, next. For six points, Ron Nevison helped a lot of bands in his lifetime. He produced our third album. And I bet you, you can't name one song off of it. Okay, it was 1995, so maybe it's not Ron's fault. <laughs> when did the band come out? In the 80s. <sighs> Next. If you want free tickets to our show, just connect and we'll get in touch with you. Maybe I don't know this one. Next. Stop believing everything you read. We're not named after a Kiss song. That song sucks anyway. Oh, uh, freaking yet. Firehouse. Firehouse, baby, for four points. God, I had that one off. Second clue, damn it. <laughs> what is connect? No, no, no. If you want free tickets to our show, just connect and we will get in touch with you. That's know. a song. Oh, uh, okay. It's my favorite Firehouse song. What's wrong with you? All right, so the three that I did not get to read, we got defined by our awesome ballads, especially since two of them were in the top ten. Oh, well, if, if you've ever seen us live, you know we're a hard rock band. The second to last clue was, did we hear it right that Striper is now covering us? How did we end up influencing them? Oh, wait a minute. That actually makes sense. And then the last clue was, bye, bye, baby, bye, bye. Damn, get the hint. I would have left the kiss one for last, honestly. (laughs) Uh, All right, Chris. You are up, and uh, you need some help, man. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you that right now. I need a lot of help. And this is a person. I've done a lot of things in my career, but I've only been in nine proper bands. Is that a lot? Nine bands. Next. I did backing vocals for Michael Bolton's 1991 release, Time, Lover, Tenderness. Taylor Dane heard about it and hired me to do backing vocals for her 1993 release, Soul Dancing. Jeff Scott Soto? That is incorrect. Steven, do you want to take a guess? God, I would have I would have done exactly what Chris did and <laughs> guessed that for sure. Backing, All right, so we're going back to Chris. Or you want to take a guess? Backing vocals. What were the can you read the first two questions? So done a lot of things in my career, but I've only been in nine bands and did backing vocals for Michael Bolton's Time Lover Tenderness and Taylor Dane's Soul Dancing. Been in nine bands. Done a lot of things. God, Jeff Scott Soto would have been the perfect freaking guess. Who else sings a bunch of background vocals and has only been in nine bands? That Jeff Jeff probably hadn't been in that many bands. Uh, Joe Lynn Turner. 
Joe Lynn Turner is correct for nine You got to be shitting me, really? <laughs> you got to be shitting me. Seriously? That is serious. So here's the other eight clues. From 85 to 2007, it released 10 solo full-length albums and three EPs. Hollywood is probably the only one that has them all. Uh, seven was, in high school, I put together a band named Ezra. Yes, it was better than the other Ezra. Uh, six was, first in- instrument I played was, wait for it, the accordion. Shortly afterwards, I started singing. Uh, five was I recorded four albums with a Bulgarian guitarist named Nikolo Kostev. You don't know him? Why not? That guy rips. Uh, four, I did two studio albums with Glenn Hughes, and although I've done just as much as Glenn has in his life, his name went before mine. What the hell is that? Three, I've been in a band with Jurgen Blackmore playing guitar. Who's that, you say? Jurgen is Richie's eldest son. Two, my birth name is Joseph Arthur Mark Lenquito. And number one was, I've worked with Inve. Who hasn't?
So I purposely picked some stuff that sounded like Jeff Scott Soto. That's what the thing was. Yeah. See what you did there. I see, yeah, you see that, right? All right, Stephen, you're killing it. And the, here's the last one. So this is a person. For 10 points, my biggest influences in music are Lewis Belson and Sam Woodyard. Who are they? They both play primarily jazz music. Uh, I have no idea. Next. I've been in my main band for 14 years, three different stints, but have only recorded in the studio with them twice. Yeah. Oh, wait, no. I thought it was. 14 years, recorded twice. Next. I am mostly self-taught. My mom was supportive of musicians. My dad, not so much. Hmm. Who has the power to leave their band and keep returning with no problem? Got to be a guitar player. Next. I've done studio work for over 40 albums, including Vinnie Moore, Gary Moore, and Motorhead. Next. I've been in music videos for bands where I didn't even play on the album. It must be my stunning good looks. <laughs> Next. Not many people know this, but I toured with Yngwie Malmsteen in 1996. So not a guitar player. Next. For four points, I was born in Pearl, Mississippi, but I play mostly Yamaha equipment. Uh, um, no, really? I'll take a guess. I, I have no clue. I'll take a guess. Billy Sheehan? That is incorrect. Chris? Let's see. I'm thinking it's a bass player. Although I'm... Jeez, I'm trying to think of who played bass for Ingve or Gary Moore, Vinnie Moore. Wow. Oh. And influence, one of their main, did you say main influence is Louis Belson? Louis Belson and Sam Woodyard. Who the hell would that be? Uh, I'll have to say next. I'm not going to win it. Oh, no, no, no. You only get the guess. The next goes I only back get to the guess. Um, yeah. Let me think here. Jeez. John Regan? Incorrect. Steven, for three points, chicks dig it when I spin my sticks. Okay. Oh, it's a drummer. So we're, we're back to a drummer. Drummer who's played and all that stuff, but also played with Ingre. I have an idea. And, I don't think it's right. And all, been in and out of his band. Oh, God. Next. I was once in a band called Mars. Not Saturn, not Jupiter. Mars. Released one album. It didn't go anywhere. Oh, uh, is it Tommy Aldridge? That is correct for two points. God dang. The last clue was I play like I'm 30. I look like I'm 130, but I actually haven't turned 70 yet. And I weigh 90 pounds. (laughs) Yeah, that's about right. (laughs) I was close to saying Brian Tishy, but I was wrong. So the score, Chris, 11. Yeah. And uh, hold on, I need a calculator to add up this other one. Yeah, 3,000. <laughs> 39 to 11. Wow. Steven. That sounds like a slaughter. I have to t- turn in my decimal geek card, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to go ahead and uh, revoke that for a short while, at least. We'll give it back to you once the rock and pod starts. But until then, uh, I'll be sitting in with Aaron Camaro on the upcoming episodes. Uh, until we can, you can retake the test, I guess. Yeah, I'll be crocheting a quilt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. So what's happening over there at uh, Decibel Geek Podcast? 
Uh, we've got something cool coming up, which by the time you hear this, it will already be out. But um, we're doing a Albums Unleashed with Brian Forsyth from Kicks, And we did a we did a fan poll to find out which album we should cover. So you'll have to wait and see, you know, what we ended up getting. But Brian was very cool about that. I was like, which one do you want to do? He's like, I don't know. I like them all. And I was like, well, we like them all. So I was like, let's just put it to the fans vote and, and you'll have to check out Decibel Geek Podcast to find out who won. Yeah, I had a chat with Brian on the boat. He seems like a very cool dude. I'm excited to record with him. I haven't got to meet him in person yet, so that'll be cool. But yeah, there's we have all the same stuff we always have going on, just a different. It changes up basically every week. And uh, me and Aaron Camaro, we've been at it for eight years now. And yeah, it's kind of crazy. It just it, it, time really flies. But as I'm sure you guys know, it's like you time flies when you do these shows because you get done with one and then you're just on to the next one. So it's crazy when somebody will find an old episode and be like, Oh, check, uh, you know, really enjoyed this. I'm like, wow, I forgot, forgot we even did that. <laughs> Very much. So it's, it makes me laugh when people hit you up because once I edit it, I move on and I never even re listen to the episode because I'm, I'm tired of hearing it. If, if I edit it, uh, then yeah. I just move it on and, and people, you know, even, two weeks later I'll say something about an episode and I'll be like, yeah, what? I don't remember. Okay. I remember that, you know? <laughs> so I love a bunch of podcasts. I listen to 40, 50 of them on the regular, but out of all of them, dude, Aaron has got the best radio style disc jockey voice for podcasting <laughs> ever. Like nobody can touch the guy. Yeah, well, I mean, he used to be a real DJ. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. And I've been there live with him. It's not like that stuff's all edited, man. It's just coming out of him. Like, it's second nature. It's amazing. Yeah, there's very little that we ever have to change up on on editing or anything. I mean, I, you, know, you trip over a word here and there. But but overall, I mean, yeah, it, it flows pretty naturally after all these years. Not for me and Sonny. This whole son of a bitch gets edited. It'll sound nothing like it does tonight when we're recording it. <laughs> Except for the 39 to 11 beatdown. Well, yeah, I was going to say, you can edit it to make it sound like I won. <laughs> that be, would take a lot of editing. That'd be a tough hey. edit. <laughs> I should have had a half bottle of wine. I would have done better. I haven't had any wine. I'm completely 100% sober. It's a school night. I am too, but I'm looking for an excuse of why I got got my ass kicked so bad. <laughs> All right. Well, so... You know what time it is. It's time for us to get into... You wanted the best, and you got the best! The hottest band in the world, Kiss! It's time for your historic moment on Growing Up Rock. Okay, so for the historic moment, just like I do when we have guests on, I send a text to Chris. I'm like, you know what? Send me your five Kiss Deep Cuts. He sends me Shout Mercy, Hard Times, Hell or High Water, the amazing song A Million to One, and this song we've never played. Check out Not for the Innocent.
I love Not for the Innocent, man. That's that's a cool tune. I dig that record, but I dig that song as well. So I'm down with that song. And you know what's funny is that very rarely in the Kistort moments do we actually play like a Kiss song. Like we always seem to play like either a Paul Stanley or something solo or somebody else covering a Kiss tune, right? Yeah, I'm trying to mix it up a little bit. But, you know, when... He sent me Shout Mercy. I'm like, are you serious? What song is that? I don't even know that one. Which one's Shout Mercy? It's on Monster. Is it? Yeah. Mm. I love Monster. I'm I'm not super crazy about the new guys wearing the makeup, but I, I think Monster's a great record. I don't have a problem with Monster either. I'm I'm ready to go to battle with uh some other podcasters on Monster and uh, uh Sonic Boom. Because I, I personally, I didn't have an issue with either one of the records. Are they my favorite Kiss records? No, but I don't think they're bad rock records. I think they're good rock records. Yeah, I would, but I'd probably put Monster possibly in my top five. Wow, you really wow. like it. Wow. Yeah. It's, I love every, I think I like every song on the whole thing. It's, it's just a great, I mean, and I think part of what makes me love it is they, it's kind of a tip of the hat to a lot of their influences. Like you hear like long way down is a tip of the hat to shape of things by Jeff Beck group and shout mercy is very similar to, I don't need no doctor by humble pie and eat your heart out has kind of the humble pie acapella intro. Tommy song has a sound that's similar to Mississippi queen. So it's, it's kind of in like, you may say they're ripping them off, but I think it's kind of a love letter to their influences. Yeah. That's an interesting way of looking at it. Very cool. So we'll tie together all the show notes for all the links for Decibel Geek Podcast and, of course, the Nashville Rock and Pod. We'll make sure all those links get put in our show notes. But uh, before we close this thing down, do you want to talk any more about Rock and Pod? We covered a lot of it at the front of the podcast, but is there anything we missed about the Rock and Pod? I think we covered it pretty good, but yeah, I mean, if you can make it to Nashville in August, I think, uh, you know, it's going to be a great time. Like it always is. We always have a great sense of community. It's been uh, doing, you know, talking to people online is great and all, but there's nothing that can take the place of, you know, real in-person interaction with people and to actually get to mingle with these people you listen to every week and talk or, you know, get to meet these people that you buy the albums for. It's just, it's just a, such a great sense of community and, you know, honestly, the, the the reviews have been overwhelmingly good the past two years, and and I expect that for this year. So, if you you know if you're on the fence or you're thinking about it, or you can make it to Nashville. Just you know, buy just buy a twenty dollar ticket and come hang out all day because I'm promised it'll be worth your while. Yeah, I think Sonny asked the question earlier about if you're on the fence, and uh, you just kind of hammered it home just now. Really, what this whole thing is about is community. So it's definitely worth somebody coming to Nashville, taking Nashville, awesome food in Nashville, awesome things to do. It's a great weekend getaway. Come to Nashville, come hang out. And it's the sense of community, making friends with various podcasters, just hanging out, shooting the shit about music. I can't think of a better way to spend my birthday weekend or any weekend in general. So I'm super looking forward to it. I'm glad we're all going to be there. This will be the third year for us. So we've been there from the beginning. And so, yeah, come to Nashville, rock and pod. Yeah, and just go to rocknpod.com. And that's the, the main website. Of course, go to 
there's a page on Facebook and, you know, you can follow track things on there. There's even a group on Facebook. So there's a lot of ways you can follow us and, and keep track of what's going on. Cause there's all, as you guys know, every year there's announcements that get made all the way up to the week of the show. So, you know, we have more guests being announced. We have more podcasts coming on board. So yeah, go to rockandpod.com or follow us on social media and uh, yeah, come hang out with us in Nashville. That's it. Well, that wraps up this show, the rock and pod game show extravaganza from growing up rock. Sonny, you got anything you want to add to everybody before we jump out of here? Thanks for all the feedback. Thank you for all the support. Keep connected with us because we love the interaction. And uh, it's time to shuffle, rattle, and roll us out of here. So I got to say, see you later. See ya. Get ready to shuffle, rattle, and roll. Play us out, boys.
Please make sure you subscribe to our podcast, Growing Up Rock, and leave us a review on iTunes. Give us a like and leave us a comment on Facebook at Growing Up Rock. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.